Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to take the time here to let you know that this week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. If you're thinking of doing a podcast, there is a way for you to do a show without having to become an audio editing master, a production whiz kid. You can just go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get your own personal producer at a very, very low cost. That'll be someone who can guide you, assist you, help you out with whatever you need, get your podcast off the ground. If you have an idea or a topic you want to talk about on a weekly basis, a daily basis, it doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com. Get started today. Take some of the hassle of starting a podcast off your shoulders and let the audio professionals at Pretty Easy Podcasts help you out. Pretty Easy Podcasts is where podcasters go to get their shows recorded and posted with a complete podcast studio at their disposal. Record from home or your office or anywhere, really. Pretty Easy Podcasts caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, sign up today, be heard, have some fun podcasting, and don't let a lack of technical knowledge hold you back. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of October 6th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week, we entered a critical month en route to kickoff. The draft is near, and it's about time to prepare a strategy to take into the war room for each team. This is episode 89. Get your battle plans. We are 18 weeks away. 18 weeks from kickoff 2020. Closer than ever, Jake. And wow, oh wow, October's here. Supposed to be a big month. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a big month. We have uh, more speculation, more leaks, whether they're real or fake. That's for us to debate here. But, uh, yeah, we're still expecting to get some big date announcements coming up. But, uh, you know, nothing nothing too concrete, but there's always speculation. Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll re- reference last week's show, Bryant. Still no confirmation on that league letter that was going around the Internet. But um, either way, the league has been saying for a while that the draft is in October. So today we're approaching it that way, and we're approaching it like the draft is is – you know, right in front of us and ready to be analyzed. We're going to get into the first kind of, you know, preparation for the draft, if you will. Not quite a mock draft, but I guess a, a mocking of a mock draft of some sorts we're going to have today. Are you alluding to the way too early predictions that we've done on our uh, Patreon <laughs> bonus episode this month by doing this pre, pre, pre draft coverage? Look, I'm kind of, I'm not going to lie, and I don't, I don't do this too often, but I'm a little disappointed that nothing was confirmed about this draft because every morning I've been waking up to a text message from Jake saying, still not confirmed, still not confirmed, still not confirmed. And it's true. It's not confirmed. We think it's happening here in the next couple of weeks, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things happening right now that, that, that the league still hasn't confirmed, obviously. And, and it is a big month, though, because we have team, uh, team jerseys. Jake, mm-hmm. I know you're excited for that and the rule book. But I had, I'm I'm excited for the schedule. We have the draft confirmation coming up as well. Huge month of October coming up, all leading up to uh, these mini camps that are supposed to be happening uh, later this year as well. Don't forget about all the tier one signings as well that we were supposed to get. So a lot of information still to come, uh, and we can stop the speculations. Don't worry, Jake. Everything will be confirmed soon enough. Uh, yeah, you well, say that like you're very confident. You should be. Well, you should be. By, by February 2020, I guarantee everything will be. <laughs> Well, well, yes. No, you should be confident for this month. Actually, you should be confident for next week because your favorite team president, Ryan Gustafson, Bryant, uh, had another one of his seat at the table Facebook Q&As, and he had Jim Zorn sit down with him on it this week. And in the uh, seat at the table episode, if you want to call it that uh, episode, uh, Gustafson 
said a couple of big announcements next week. I would assume that's a draft date, at least one of them, and that's a team president saying that. So we have one of the team presidents saying next week a couple of big announcements, Jake. So there you go. Yeah, a couple of big announcements. Um, I, I mean, I think everybody just wants to know the draft dates. You know, th- that has to be number one, right? There, there's nothing more important than that right now. Yeah, and well, the draft the, is cool or not, Jake, but when are we getting team jerseys? Oh, get out of here. We might, well, we'll talk some of those today. But the It's draft, never good enough for you, is it? <laughs> it really is. Uh, well, th- just, just know that the, the speculated draft dates still are October 15th and 16th. That's what came out. Last week, we touched upon a lot of it, so we're going to kind of approach today's show as if those are the dates or the general uh, dates, because October's a big month, and we want to start talking draft. Vince isn't on right now, guys, but I spoke with him earlier, and we're going to use the magic of podcasting to insert that segment into this week's hot read later on, and you you both and I will also talk when we get into uh, draft preparation for each coach in terms of what kind of position you're thinking about, what what kind of pick you make with that very first pick of the draft, a 70-person draft we're going to be talking about here in a couple weeks. Never would a first pick in a 70-person draft mean so much than if you're in an inaugural football season. I mean, if you really think about it, if the NFL had 70 picks every year in in college football, that would just be an obscene. uh, People wouldn't even pay attention, but 70 picks for an inaugural team, you're putting your team together. Uh, one through 70 is going to be very important. So we're going to break down every single 70 picks today on this show, and I'm super excited for that. Well, not every single pick today. Oh. No, this is a pre-planning oh. of for the battle plans. Got it. We will be breaking down every single pick before, during, and after whenever this draft happens for sure. You bet. You bet. You absolutely have to bet that Vince and I, at least, are going to be probably churning out like 90 mock drafts for that. <laughs> don't exclude me i've been putting in my work on the behind the scenes over here on the west coast i've been putting in the i've, been, I've had the stopwatch in one hand been watching youtube videos for a while now i'm ready uh, well i hope i hope you are i hope you're ready jake you don't have to worry about mock drafts you could if unless you want to well i was gonna say if you're doing 90 mock drafts i might as well put one out because clearly <laughs> they don't have to be right <laughs> they don't that's why they're, they're they're called mock drafts i've always thought to be mocked at that's what i always think think the mock part of the mock draft is but uh, you could approach it however you want lots of draft to talk about also uh there's something we kind of alluded to maybe happening last week and it actually looks like it might have uh scammers out there we said that that letter might have been a, a catfish scam or something because it wasn't confirmed and no one would attribute who leaked that letter about the draft dates, right, Bryant? But this week, apparently, an, another letter was sent to some players that looked like one of those Nigerian print scams you sometimes get in your spam section of your email. Yeah, these are those emails that they say if you respond or if you reply, you will be exposed uh immediately i you got be careful out there. there there's there's something going around that says it's from eric galco uh obviously it is not but it was asking players uh for money to i think what was it alan to gain their to gain so that their tapes were looked at or something like that uh, yeah something like something weird basically you, pay we need money so come on if be. you're a, a, a prospective players a hopeful player if you don't have an agent you know well this will be tougher to do but just confirm these things. If they're asking you for money, that's not the league. Okay. So I'm hope, hoping no one really fell for that. But, um, yeah, we saw that uh, floating around on – I saw it on Reddit this week and just couldn't believe it because we just talked about stuff like that. And that just seems silly. I really hope nobody fell for that. Uh, also, last week we talked about uh, scheduling week one. We did that here on the show. And we loved the schedules a lot of you sent us. At XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and we saw some some people really agree with uh, I think Vince and Jake on the Houston Dallas deal, Bryant. But I'm looking for more Week One schedules. Send them in at XFL Show. Keep them coming until the schedules come out. We could still speculate on that. Um, not surprised though, Bryant. Not a lot of people are siding with you and I on holding off on Houston and Dallas. Everyone wants that matchup seemingly right out the gates. It, it was interesting because more people sided with them on that on that 
specific aspect than I thought would. But Jake brought up a great point that I just want to rehash a little bit right now is that the the storyline going into week one of the XFL is that the XFL is back. And you really have to remember that when you're trying to schedule these teams because maybe you don't want to have some of these rivalries in week one because you're wasting the rivalries for week two. The story for week one is the XFL is back. So maybe that's why I'm thinking people would want to push. But I guess we'll find out soon enough what the XFL thought. And they, if they think the XFL being back is enough strength for week one. So at XFL show, if you want to keep sending those schedules in or anything to us, we're always available and talking XFL football 24-7 on social media. And of course, we appreciate you joining us here on our made podcast feed. As Brian alluded to, also... Uh, this week we put together uh, a way too early predictions bonus episode for our patrons. We love our gentle patrons on Patreon, and uh, it was fun. We predicted basically the champion, the MVP, defensive MVP, a bunch of awards, how the 2020 season might go, and we wanted to do it before we had any more information about teams and the players and whatnot. So to make it absolutely as absurd as possible, and it was pretty, it was pretty nutty. It's a lot of fun, though. Uh, Jake, you might have pulled your hair out a little bit if you if you were there because we were going through some some wackiness. From is, is that a rib, is that a rib at me pulling out my hair, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hurt my feelings. <laughs> sorry, Jake. Uh, you're always wearing that cool XFL hat. I always kind of forget. So sorry about that. But uh, we we had a, a lot of fun, Alan. I think going through some players, some some predictions, team winners. Uh, my very uh, strong feeling on the prediction of who would be the worst team in the league. I'll let the uh, patrons listen to that and maybe report back uh, next week. But it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and that was uh, a last chance for us to just get as goofy as possible because, like I said on that show, serious analysis and predictions about to come once we have you know rosters set up, even before they get whittled down. You know, because you're going to have huge rosters going into the camps. They'll get a, you know, put, they'll be sliced down to 53. And then, of course, the 46 on game days. So, uh, really had a lot of fun with that. And there's a lot of bonus content on Patreon if anybody wants to check it out. So, thanks to our patrons who do. Uh, without them, we wouldn't be able to churn out all the bonus content and also have, you know, the means and, and time to do all the research and stuff that we do for the show. And, uh, it, it's been awesome on the Patreon. And that's just going to get even crazier here in this big month of October. Um, but this next segment might be as crazy as that show. I've, I'm thinking because of what another thing that leaked out online this week, Jake. And I said, uh Oh, there's a Jake segment because I, I, I'm, I'm on social media and I see up, up, I guess the legitimate, maybe Tampa Bay Vipers Jersey looks like the road Jersey to me. Uh, on the internet, someone's saying that this is the real deal. I don't know for sure. We'll debate that. But, Jake, we might have the first jersey out there for people to put their eyes upon. Uh, yeah, we may. I mean, do you want my full thoughts on this right now? Oh, yeah, we're going to get into it in this week's cover, too. Where football goes to be reborn. Where football goes to be reimagined. Where one goes to find more of what they need. A place with endless possibilities and hidden gems. A place where only one's limitations determine how much is explored. A place that gives you all the football you can handle and more. This is the XFL Show's Patreon, guiding you to February 2020. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. So the leak is apparently of a white Tampa Bay Vipers jersey. Uh, it's out there, and of course, um, there's no attribution to the league or any real source of where this uh, Jersey came from, except from some guy named Dan on Twitter at O Danny underscore boy. It's the only person. It's a person who apparently put this image out 
And there's the thing I I take note of here that I, I don't think it's real because well where's the the logo for the the whoever made this jersey? Where's like a a Nike or a, a Fila or an Adidas? There's none of that anywhere. No Under Armour, Bryant. Uh, that that is a great point. Also, to me, the tag on the on the jersey looks quite um, interesting. A little yeah, what too... what does the can we read what the tag says? It's blurry. Well, no, it looks it almost looks blank. Look, to yeah. be honest with you, so I, 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 it's hard for me to tell. I think really it wrong. says something like XFL twenty twenty large or something. It, it probably <laughs> just said you know tumble dry, uh, cold water only. <laughs> so, so, something like that. <laughs> try, well, try that's actually on the inside of the shirt, not on the back of the neck, if I remember correctly. Um, I okay. Well, I don't think it is real. I, I don't know. I think this was maybe like a prototype that maybe someone got their hands on and took a quick picture. I'm gonna so say your your main is... your main points why it's not real is because lack of a manufacturer showing. Yeah, I think like the 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 final product. I'm gonna say this maybe is a real prototype, but I don't think it's the real final product. Is I guess what I'm getting at. Yeah, I think we're gonna see, you know, whoever this is gonna be the partner with the league making jerseys. I think we're going to see that logo somewhere on this jersey, don't you? I do, but is it possible that it's just folded? And you <laughs> oh, can't see it. Oh, you Where? I mean, on, well, on I mean, arms? look at the look at the bottom of the sh- the bottom of the shirt. I mean, you know that that's going to be tucked in, but you I'm, know, I'm trying to think first... of Jake. I'm trying to think of a team in college or pro that doesn't have the 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 Under Armour, Nike, or Reebok somewhere on the chest these days. That's well, well sure that's they, they do, but but we still don't know exactly. Know, who's going to be doing this? I mean, Penn State's infamous for not having the names on the back, but Nike on the front. I mean, that's just what they do. It's what everybody does when they put a jersey together. So that's a little weird to me. Also, to me, when do you guys ever see a sample jersey with the number 40? Like, it's always number one. <laughs> yeah. One, number 99. 99. Du- it's never zero. zero. Yeah, it's never 40. <laughs> it's a fullback jersey. I don't you're, understand what you're, this you're is. You're right. That, that's a good point there. I mean, I think it, I think it looks pretty darn real to me i mean it's not it doesn't appear to be it doesn't appear to be just a a photoshop job i mean one thing you know if it is a fake i something that you know i noticed is you know you've got the xfl logo on there which we know they're going to have but i thought you know you would have that consistently the red white and blue color scheme so it's the same across across all jerseys but maybe they're making it specific i mean this it, it looks. I, I'm good. I'm just gonna say it right now. I, I think this is what the jerseys are gonna look like. I mean, I don't think the XFL logo is gonna be the same as the team colors, is which is what we're looking at here. That also looks kind of odd to me that you bring yeah. up and are the you see. Um, this might be the color blindness coming in, but are are these the exact same colors of the Vipers logo that was revealed when the teams were announced? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, there's a little more gold to yeah, the, the gold. XFL and to the actual is a little different, but the shoulders has the right yellow, the right lime green, the dark green. It, yeah. It's I, it's pretty similar. And, and if if this is the right jersey, uh, I like it. You know, I, I like everything they did here. I'll I like that. the so font. Jake is a Tampa Bay Vipers fan. That oh. still not confirmed. But there, that, that secondary logo they got, you know, the, big, the one on the chest here. Yeah, big fan of the of the Viper face. Uh, I'm a big fan of the font. Um, there, you know, I think I thought I was expecting the Vipers jersey to be some of the busier jerseys in the league. Maybe you know, like I more don't... stripes or like I don't know scales, scales or something like that. Yeah, but that, uh, that's that's why you got you know pants. I think I'm with you, Alan. I think I think this is a prototype that maybe didn't make that. It's it's, it's a very close in proximity of what we're actually going to get. It might be something that somebody put together in uh, on a sewing machine, you know, based w- with Oliver Luck and Vince McMahon standing behind them. I don't know, something to that degree, but uh, I'm with you. It's probably a sample that maybe got, you know, a picture got slipped out or something like that, but it really it's just not the final or finished product. And just imagine how nervous you would be sitting down at that sewing machine if Vince McMahon was standing above you going, I would lose a come on. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> Look at the numbers. <laughs> it's the quality of the play. It's the it's the quality of the sewing. It's the quality of the thread. Um, yeah, I also, I want to imagine whoever leaked this, if uh, what the league, <laughs> the league cannot be happy. 
You don't want the they don't want the jerseys leaking out like this. Although they haven't taken ownership of this one, which also which guides me towards the direction of prototype, not finished product. But I think it, it looks like a pretty cool jersey. Uh, can't wait to see the rest of them. Got to see the home jerseys as well. See if these teams have alternate jerseys. Lots to discuss on the jersey front. That Jay, and you know Jake's super excited for that. While we do all the mock drafts, I'm sure you'll do a lot of. Uh, well, not mock up jerseys, but you'll probably do a lot of reviews of the jerseys. I'm sure, Jake. Oh yeah, you know you, you can never run out the maybe things to say about that. Maybe a blog post per jersey per, per team, so at least two per team, maybe, and then maybe even alternate jerseys. One blog per. I want one thousand words on each. I, I don't think you're getting alternate jerseys on season <laughs> one. I, I'll say that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> All right. Well, that's oh, <laughs> that's the first part of this week's cover too which is pretty cool. Fun rumor, fun leak there, if it is one. If not, really cool that someone took the time to make a, a fake jersey. That's that's also awesome. Um, oh, yeah, don't forget, there would be knockoff jerseys, I'm sure. I mean, that happens for every team. Actually, you know your league's really successful, Brian, if people start making knockoff merchandise of your merchandise. Well, not just knockoffs, but how many knockoffs? If you, if you yeah. walk out of a stadium and a guy has like two shirts, then they're not too big on you. But if they have like 10 shirts draped over their shoulders and all different sizes, things like that, then yeah. Yeah, I was. I think we're going to one day say, you know, I wasn't sure, but I knew the league was going to be around for a long time when I was walking into, into a Vipers game and there were guys selling quadruple XL Vipers jerseys outside the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't second, do that, by the way. Just out there. Second part of the cover two is I don't know if this is good news or bad news because uh, it, someone noticed that I I went back and watched the game and the broadcast and saw that and heard this. So Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt are the A team essentially for Fox College Football, the announced team, and they were doing the Oklahoma Texas Tech game and during the game. Uh, Gus Johnson said he ran into Bob Stoops that week and said, Joel, you'll be seeing a lot of him this spring. Kind of alluding to the fact that probably Joel Klatt's going to be involved with the coverage of the XFL some way, somehow, for Fox. And that's cool. That's their top guy working on the XFL. You'd love to hear that. But it also sounds like there's no Gus Johnson, Bryant, which is a bummer for me. I think that's why Vince had to take the the beginning part of this show off. I don't think he could handle such news, but it is unfortunate that Gus uh, Johnson would not be a part if this holds true. Uh, but Joel Klatt, I mean, that's going to be great for the XFL. That's that's some legitimate legitimacy that you're looking for right there. Uh, no offense to all the uh, announcers in the AAF, but to have you know someone like the AAF did not have a Joel Klatt, right? They they, they and and the XFL if they could snag him, that would be. A huge get even if it's for once every few weeks or something like that that's fine too but I, i'm almost hesitant to confirm to confirm this as well right because it, this almost seems more out there than even like the draft dates that we've been talking about but if this happens uh, again sad for uh no gus johnson but definitely clap being there would be a great thing well that's from the horse's mouth so i mean if gus johnson says that on the air and we've seen actually on social media if you go back i was looking at if joel Klatt said anything about the xfl and he had a lot of positive things to say about it and seems excited for it so that's great because that's like getting that's their top guy we said that would be like if espn puts kirk curb street on their on the xfl games on their uh end of the broadcast which i highly doubt because that guy works like an insane amount during college football, and I'm sure he has a, a ton of plans for when the season ends. Because he's, he's a probably, big draft guy, isn't he? He's uh, a big draft. He's guy. involved, yeah, a little bit with, with the draft. But you know, he's like, I mean, that guy is like on five different shows all day Saturday, and probably does incredible planning and prep all week long during a college football season. I, I would say, I doubt he is a part of the XFL coverage. But on the Fox end, to get their number one guy and a guy a lot of people are kind of falling in love with because of how candid Joel Klatt is during a football game and how insightful he can be, uh, that's really good. That's that's good for the XFL. That One of your broadcast partners is showing that kind of dedication to the broadcast. If there was an XFL team in Ohio, you know he would be doing those games. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so Jake, what I was going to say is, could it have the way it was kind of brought up is said, "Hey, oh Bob Stoops, we saw him, blah blah blah. Uh, we're you're going to see a lot of him this spring, aren't you?" 
couldn't that just be in conversation? Like, what did you tell this to your to your dad or to yeah, your friend? Like, oh, look, it's Bob Stoops. You're going to see a lot of him this spring. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, in conversation. It could be maybe just being a fan of sport as he is. You know, yeah, you're going to be seeing a lot of him because he's going to be back on television coaching oh, uh, versus oh. versus not on television coaching. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah. a little. What was that? That, that that's the boring. Part. Yeah. What was okay. that, Alan? Was that disappointing, or are you mad because we came up to some other conclusion? Well, that you, yeah, you took you took A and you went to uh, B negative. I went, I took A and I went to B positive. So you went, you think Gus Johnson's like, yeah, Joel, you'll be watching the XFL on TV. I took it as, yeah, Joel, you're going to be sitting in the booth calling Bob Stoops games. All, all I'm saying is you're sitting here saying that this is basically confirmed-ish, and I'm telling you that I think the dates are more confirmed than this thing is. Yeah, I because think so. it, I, I agree with that. It's very in conversation. That's, I wrote on the rundown, tell everybody, confirmed-ish. Ish. Well, even that's too much confirmed. Like, ish. Ish <laughs> <laughs> continuation. Uh, it, it would be great. Like I said, it would be great. I don't know if I could just take this little simple sentence that was said on air while two guys are having a conversation about football. Uh, as as gospel, but I will say that it'd be really cool if this happens. Yeah, and also let me just say this and reiterate it: if any Fox uh, decision makers are, are listening to the podcast, uh, thank you, and tell your friends to subscribe and listen every week. And also, we want Gus. Give us Gus. I don't care if it's all season long or just a couple games, but let Gus call a game or two. We know he has college basketball. He has a lot of other duties. But if he could find the time and, you know, you could persuade him a little, I think the fans would love to hear Gus Johnson call an XFL game. Oh, 100%. Amen. Uh, oh, man, I'm excited for that too, really, because as a, a broadcast nerd, I'm, I can't wait to see who's calling these games, who's going to be doing the studio shows and, and reporting and who's going to be involved in all that and who we're going to be able to get on our show. You know, that's, that's going to affect our show, too, because we're going to probably uh, be reaching out to a lot of these people. We'd love talking to the analysts about XFL football. More people are about to be talking XFL football, which is always – it's awesome. We love talking to all the fans and people interacting on social media with us. But like we said last week, the influx of viewers, the influx of media, they're going to start being you know, giving attention to the league. It's going to – exponentially grow the community here jake yeah without a doubt we're getting like i said at the top of the show never have we been closer before and more pieces you know you need supporting cast it, you know a lot of people you know they may they may be watching these games at a bar where you know they got the jukebox playing or you just can't hear the audio loud enough but you know this this matters to legitimizing the product, I think, something that, you know, clearly as Bryant would tell you, the AAF did not do. So it's all supporting pieces that really help the final product. And it's great because we're going to get a bunch of new friends, too, which I'm really excited for. Oh, well, I mean, it'd be great for you guys to make friends. I mean, I've, I've been making friends for a while now in this league. <laughs> you've had enough. You've had enough headlocks on you. You don't. You don't really don't want any more friends, do you? You could never have one. Fresh. No, I could have more friends. I'm just saying you need to start. I've already been on this trip. <laughs> I am close personal, longtime good friends with Kevin Gilbride. He just doesn't have my number like you and Coach Moss. All right. All right. That's this week's cover, too. Uh, a lot of fun there with the jersey leak. Cannot wait for those to get revealed. Cannot wait for the announcers to be revealed by the broadcast partners at Fox and ESPN. And hopefully those are going to be a part of the big month here in October. Hey, Football Freaks, it's Alan. Just want to let you know about a brand new football podcast that myself, Vince, and his wife, Pam, started. We want more people to hop on board and start listening because we are talking college football on a national scale with a very extreme Pitt Panther bias. It's called the Hell to Pitt Podcast, and yes, we do focus a lot on the Pitt Panthers, but if you just want to hear us talk more football, if you want a place to go listen to some college football talk, check out the Hell to Pitt Podcast, available on all podcast platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, it's out there. Subscribe today, Hail to Pit Podcast. It is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, and it is absolutely free of charge. Subscribe and review today, Hail to Pit.
without further ado, it's time to get into the first bit of draft analysis and preparation that we're going to have on the show because, well, if it's going to happen here in a couple of weeks, we need to be ready and we need to start thinking about what these coaches are thinking about for at least the first round. There's 70 of them. And Vince isn't here, guys, but I reached out to him earlier in the day when he had a little bit of time to talk some draft with me, and he's going to kick things off and talk about every single coach and their thought process, or at least what we think their thought process might be, going into round one of the XFL draft. And afterwards, all three of us will take it from there and give our thoughts, discuss, maybe yell at each other. I don't know how it's going to go, but it's going to be a lot of fun in this week's hot read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, flip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drop, buster, Miller, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. All right, Vince, we are going to discuss some draft tactics because, well, I mean, we're pretty much just a couple weeks away, apparently, from this draft. You got to have a strategy when you enter a war room, right? Oh, yeah. You got to have your big board, you know, you know, position groups analyzed, uh, best available type stuff. You know, you, you really got to know in how, and this is very unique. You're drafting a whole team. Yeah, 70 players. That's a that's a big draft. So there's a different strategy from what we are used to with a traditional NFL draft. So going into this, it's also odd because we assume that the top players in this league are going to be not on the draft board. They're going to be selected outside of the draft. Eight quarterbacks, tier one players. So knowing that, for each coach, we'll run them down, and that's what I'll do with the guys later on. But I know you're unlimited time this week so i want to get you in on this topic because you're a good uh, draft talker but knowing that the quarterbacks are going outside of the draft do you still maybe consider a quarterback in the first round of the draft do you, do you stockpile quarterbacks essentially ah uh, that's an interesting proposition uh you know we've always had that discussion on you know our qb is going to be the tier one players uh, assuming they are, you know, I, I, I don't see why you, I don't see why you would do that. You know, I mean, I'm assuming that the, uh, all the coaches have kind of been let in maybe on who these tier one quarterbacks are going to be, who they're going to be available. And I guess, you know, assuming you feel strongly about at least a couple of those guys, that doesn't need to be a reason to take a quarterback this early. But, you know, if your player is there, uh, at, at the quarterback position, and you want to make sure you you have them, then then you yeah you go ahead and grab. Them. Because remember, in the original XFL, Tommy Maddox wasn't even the first pick of the LA Extreme, but they still got him anyway, having selected a, a quarterback first overall. So yeah, it, it's something to consider, and it's something that you need to really shore up in this league, quarterback. So I wouldn't be surprised, just to put it out there, that one of these coaches goes quarterback in the first round of the draft in addition to having a quarterback I, already signed. I could see Jim Zorn doing that. Yeah. that's uh, if We're, we're going to run down the coaches, and we'll start with Zorn. I have him pegged as that guy for sure. Yeah. Yeah, a, a quarterback uh, guru, whisperer, what have you. Uh, he He's, you know, I could see him doing something like that. So Zorn was on that uh, seat at the table with Ryan Gustafson, the president of the Seattle Dragons, this week. And we talked about it a little earlier. But, Vince, I, I encourage you to go watch it because he talked about the style of play for the Seattle Dragons. And I said, he, I think he's just going to be throwing the ball 95% of the time for what it sounds like. Uh, I don't doubt it. And, you know, maybe with, uh, you know, we've seen some some college teams do something like this. But, you know, with the with uh, the supposed rule of you know being able to pass the ball multiple times behind the line of scrimmage, maybe there's going to be some two quarterback packages they're going to have in there. 
Yeah, well, we'll have to see with the with the playbook up in Seattle. But Zorn's one of those guys I have pegged. Do you, do you have to draft skill position then, if not quarterback, in the very first round of this XFL draft? I, or, I, I or, would not. I wouldn't say so. So it's a is it really a best available type deal then? Uh, I think that's I think that's how these quarterback or how these. Uh, coaches are going to analyze that and maybe look at maybe depth at certain positions uh you know if there is a uh if you think there's a big drop off at a, at a certain position and you really got to get a player there then then maybe you do you know you know maybe go for somebody who's not best available yeah i mean maybe you are a coach that just absolutely needs to have uh, a solid running back and maybe there are better players out there but you want the best running back available instead maybe that's your yeah. focus maybe you want to have five quality uh receivers because you're going to be throwing every single yeah. play like like uh, i'll uh, sorry to interrupt you alan but I'll, I'll talk about bob stoops uh for a minute i still can't believe he's in this league <laughs> uh but i'll tell you this uh, you know, he's in a little bit different situation because I think he knows he's already got Landry Jones in the bag. He knows who his quarterback's going to be. And he's somebody, you know, with how mummy there, they're going wide receiver first round, maybe even first two rounds. You know, and they're going to try to establish that, that uh, you know, quarterback wide receiver connection very early, I have a feeling. Uh, so that's uh, Bob Stoops is going offense big. Uh, and particularly skill players, wide receiver, first round. I'm 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 gonna go uh, a little different from you on Bob Stoops. I feel like Bob Stoops is a guy who's gonna shore up a great left tackle with his first pick. Well, yeah, it, all, he always had good offensive yes. linemen yeah. at OU. So I'm, I, you know, I it's certainly possible. Give Landry uh, some time back there to, to you know, re- really distribute the ball. I'm predicting that for Stoops. I think he's an offensive line okay. protect Landry Jones strategy in the first round. We already said Zorn is quarterback probably. So knowing that you could go best available round one, you might go skill position, or maybe you go defensive leader. Coach Winston Moss of the LA Wildcats, what do you see him doing? Oh, yeah, he's he's middle linebacker or you know defensive tackle, defensive end all the way, I think. Do you think there's going to be a player at one of those positions, though, that warrants a first-round selection in this draft? Like, we've talked a lot about players, and the few that we know for sure will be in this pool. Uh, I I feel like most of the names that are really quality and solid and the ones we know about are probably offensive players, aren't they? Well, I think there were some on that list. Maybe Terrence Garvin. Oh, uh, could be going. Yeah, he tore it up in the AAF yeah, and, for sure. Now he, here's something to talk about with you know with draft uh, strategy is do you maybe try to pick people early that you think are going to be on your team for multiple years? Uh, because you know if you're if you're drafting maybe a fringe guy that you think could bounce back to the uh, back to the NFL and you only have him for one season, is it worth doing that? I uh, I don't know. I mean, you just want the best player, really, at that point. You don't want to worry I, I, about a guy going to the NFL. If he's going to go to the NFL, he's just going to go there, Vince. If he plays his way in, he plays his way in. I suppose so. You want, but, so yeah, what are you I, talking about? You want players to play well but not too well? <laughs> uh, and Winston Moss might be thinking that. I, I don't know. But I could definitely see him you know, like, a, you know, like a Terrence Garvin, a veteran middle linebacker guy who's going to be roaming all over the field making plays I, I see that for for Winston yeah um I'm probably with you although I think if Norm Chow has any kind of say it might also be a wide receiver running back in LA um well, well what, what's I can't wait to hear what Bryant has to his uh weighing in on that pick I'm, I'm sure I'm sure uh he's got a say in it yeah how well, close he is with that coaching staff yeah we'll get to him in a little bit we're, we're setting you up to to we're having you set this whole thing up I'll get to the rest of it with Jake and Vince I'll relay the info back to you before the episode drops how about New York Kevin Gilbride what do you see his strategy being in a first uh, round another offensive coordinator you know I probably somebody who you know values offensive linemen you know like like you said like Bob Stoops if there's a, a legit left tackle there I I could I could definitely see that Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off giving my my picks for each guy uh, till I talk to the other the other boys. 
but uh, we'll get you here on DC, Vince. The DC Defenders and Pep Hamilton in the first round. He, he seems like somebody who could go running back to me, actually, if there was a, a stud player there that he really liked uh, based on some of his tendencies at prior uh, coaching stops. Uh, most recently, uh, offensive coordinator, Michigan Wolverines. Um, that seems like something he might try to do. Who was his running back with the Colts? Oh, uh, don't know it off the top of my head. Was it was know. it Frank Gore when they were when they were one of the best offenses in the NFL? I don't know. Yeah, he, he was. I guess he was there around that time. Might have been. Um, I, that makes sense. I don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility. I really don't know about the Bob Stoops thing you said so far. That's probably the only one I disagree with. Let's go well, to him. I mean, I could, I could see him going left tackle, but I, I know he does like those wide receivers. Let's go to Dal, or excuse me, Dallas's rival, Houston, June Jones. Well, yeah, speaking of wide receivers, June Jones, you know, he, he, he can't have enough of them out there as far as he's concerned. Uh, if there's a, a big wide receiver, or even like a legitimate, dangerous uh, slot receiver, that's his, that's his style. Okay. Um... You really have said no defense except Moss. I'm hoping you say one of the last guys will maybe do that. Tressman in Tampa Bay. Uh, he, he's another offensive guy. I'm, I'm sorry. I just feel like these guys are going to stick to what they know, uh, which is offense for most of them. Uh, maybe Coach Hayes in St. Louis. I could see him going defense. Uh, it, we really haven't analyzed – the board of players yet and i gotta stress that you know if we sat down and really analyzed and and looked and critiqued and came up with our own own boards i i think once i see that i could maybe give a little bit more explanation i'm just trying to guess based on you know tendencies of the coach but maybe once we see this we, you know we're gonna say hey you know there there are some you know serious uh defensive linemen or there's some serious cornerbacks and cornerbacks i think are going to be very important in this league uh if it's a wide open type system you got to have guys that can play back there uh and i think that's going to be a hot commodity position uh so i could really see some of these coaches uh picking defensive backs early on i'm just not sure which ones at the time being but, but once we see that board i think we'll be able to make a better assessment yeah, this is very much speaking in generalities and focusing on the coaches and, and, like you said, their tendencies, what we know of the kind of football that each guy might be playing. That's kind of what we're looking at here. Of course, when we get that board, Vince, we're going to, I mean, really uh, we'll pick that thing up. draft upon mock draft. Yes, yes. Multiple, probably. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. 70 rounds to dive into. I mean, if you're a draft... <laughs> oh, my if, God. If you're a draft, Nick, I mean, the NFL draft is long, but we're talking 70 rounds, baby. Lots of players to pick. All right, we need St. Louis's pick for the first round position-wise. Jonathan Hayes, the Battle Hawks. Vince, what do you got them doing? Yeah, this guy, I, the, the feeling I get from him, uh, you know, he he's a... a Tough in the trenches type guy. I could see him going offensive or defensive line. All right, so we've we've got a, a good mix there, but I think you you feel the majority of these coaches will go steal skill skill player in the first round if to they, help if, the quarterbacks. If they feel, you know, if they feel that there's a you know players worthy of that, I would say. Of course, that's all taken with the caveat: who's available. And uh, position of need is all of them because they're picking an entire team. <laughs> so yeah. that's going to be cool. I can't wait to see Jim Zorn take a quarterback and have two of them <laughs> on his roster. Although that, that bodes the question. Does that make it a quarterback controversy right out the gate? Maybe. Maybe in training camp, well, a, a healthy competition. Well, well, at least for that first round, we'll say, you know, Seattle probably won't have every, any quarterbacks. Well, everybody else will have one. Yeah, if you got two, you got none. Some people say, hey, Vince, with the magic of podcasting, you're going to vanish into thin air right here, and I'm going to scoot on over and talk to Bryant and Jake about the same topic, and we're going to run down all of our thoughts for each coach. What do you think about that? I, I can't wait to hear uh, everybody's thoughts. I'm sure uh, Bryant will have some good insight on what Coach Moss is thinking. Jake will have some 
uh, thoughts on you know picking players that are most marketable and <laughs> positions that are very marketable. And Alan, I certainly can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I gave you some, and here come more. It's the magic of the draft. I can't wait. Vince and I will be nerding out for the rest of the month of October. And with the magic of podcasting, here we go on talking more draft here, bringing Jake and, and Vince in, or excuse me, bringing Jake and Bryant back in on the show. Abracadabra. So there's Vince and all of his wisdom, guys. And the magic of podcasting allows us to skip back and forth between time. And now I'm talking XFL draft round one with you two. Same sort of stuff Vince and I discussed here. The eight top players we know are going to be quarterbacks signed outside of the draft process. So in round one, it's going to be a little bit different because your highest paid quarterback isn't going to be that person. But maybe you do draft another quarterback. Vince and I discussed that. I want to know. On that subject to start, what do you think about having your tier one quarterback signed and then also in round one, getting another one just to make sure you've got a couple of decent quarterbacks? Is that overkill? Uh, yes. Here, here's how I'll put this draft. This draft is not a fantasy draft. You have to be smart. You have to be tactical. Uh, everybody's going to want a running back or receiver a skilled position or another quarterback just to make sure you're solidified, I guess. But uh, this is not a fantasy draft. You're going to have to think, what's the most important position uh, when it comes to making a football team? So and you're lobbying for drafting a quarterback. <laughs> he said the most no. important position. I no. was going to say. Yeah, that, no, that's we, what I heard. No, well, you already have a quarterback. What's the next? You, you're not going to draft three quarterbacks because you need. You don't need three quarterbacks. You have a quarterback. You have a tier one quarterback. We're assuming that in this situation. So you need, I get okay, the next most important position in football. Okay. Okay. And, and what what position would you uh, define? I, as I'm going either I'm going offensive tackle or defensive end. Those and are that's my two that's Coach Brian. That's you. That's you making that pick. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna get into what I, w- I want to know what you would do, and that's good to know. But we're gonna get into what we think each coach might be thinking. Jake, how about you? The LA Extreme did not start. Their first pick, which was a quarterback, they started Tommy Maddox, who they picked later on back in the day. And that maybe makes the case for, you know, at this level, maybe you want to have multiple quarterbacks that you might want to start. Well, yeah, you're, you're going to need more than one. You know, that that's for sure. But I would not use my first pick on, uh, on a quarterback here. Does, does uh, the fact that there's so many rounds, so many picks – make the first overall pick less valuable? I, I think you're just really, you're, you're just rolling the dice and, you know, hoping that your tier one quarterback does not get hurt and performs at the level that you expect them to all year. I, I think, you know, this, this is going to be the game of football more or less than we all know and love. And it's all about offense and scoring right now. So I, I think, you know, for that reason, you want to take probably, you know, Coach Jake at least would take a receiver over a running back or over another position in the first round. So skill That would skill definitely position. be my third, third. That would be my third. I think wide receiver. We saw in the AAF that some of those passes that were pretty good passes were just dropped by receivers. So if you get yourself a solid receiver, I'm okay with that one. Again, it's just, Jake, if, you, if your quarterback can't throw the ball, you know, he doesn't have enough protection, doesn't have enough time, then you're, you're you're in trouble. I guess we can sit here and debate the positions and who's most important and who's not. But in reality, I just don't want anybody to think that this is going to be like a fantasy draft. Now, here's the other caveat that I brought up to you, Alan, off air, is that are there going to be rules in place? And then maybe we can take that into account. Like, you have to draft a running back in the first three picks or in the first three rounds. Or you can only draft one offensive lineman in the first three rounds. Something like that where... Uh, those types of rules go into play, so that way there's more parity. I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think something like that is definitely going to be a part of this draft as well. I don't think – you. so you're thinking we're going to have, like, rules on 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 positions and who you got to pick when? I think this is going to be a free-for-all. Why wouldn't it be? You're, you're, you're putting your own team together. Why would the league hinder or restrict what kind of selection you can make in this draft process? 
What's the reasoning? Well, a parody is one. You want to make sure everybody has an opportunity to, 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 to put out a great team. If you have your eye on the two best running backs and then you do pick them, you know, in the first and second round, uh, that kind of, it, it, I don't want to say it defeats the purpose because I know there's, there's a competitiveness to this league, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you have a good crisp football out there and everybody has good crisp good football. Team. I yeah, don't but know. I mean, if I don't if, know if you that. didn't trust these coaches slash general managers and presidents to put together the best team that they could, then I don't think they would be employed. And that's also part right of the now. strategy too. I think you know the quarterbacks and, and and making sure those the highest paid players in the league is one thing, but doing like those kind of restrictions for the whole draft, I think, would be overkill. I'm hoping that's not the case. Um, I think, you know, if you need a running back, then you better get one when you, you know, or else the other teams might scoop all the good ones up. That's what a draft is. Um, that's why I think like... these quarterbacks aren't going to be a part of of the draft because that's where the league wants to step in and make sure solid QBs are on each team. Well, I still think the quarterback, the tier one, should be a part of this draft, but that we'll save that a conversation to see what actually happens in a couple of weeks, I'm sure. But uh, even when like a, the NHL does like an expansion draft, there are certain rules that those teams have to follow. They have to stay within the cap limit. They have to draft, you know, so many forwards, so many different things like that. The rules are there not to restrict, but to. This isn't an expansion this. draft, though. What well, is, is kind of? A, it's eight expansion. Drafts. This is an inaug. No, it's an inaugural draft. It's a team building draft. I don't see putting restrictions, you know, within round spaces. That is, I mean, you just need to have seventy players. You need to have all the positions for a football team. Go out and do it. I mean, this like that would be something you would do in a fantasy draft, right? And you said this won't be that. And you know, I, I, I don't think. It, it, they're going to do that because they think, oh, Moss is going to be taking all the defensive players in the first 10 rounds. That's, that's not a worry you have to have. You need All these coaches know they have to fill out all those spots on their team. And uh, it's going to be that's going to be the fun thing to watch because, I mean, they're all going to be thinking differently. You have a defensive guy in Winston Moss, Jake, who maybe he does go a lot of defense defensive guys early in the draft process. In round one, though, let's just discuss each coach. Uh, just like Vince did in round one, we'll say what we think each guy might do. And we said earlier, maybe someone goes quarterback in the first round after already having a QB signed. And Vince and I discussed, and we think Zorn might be the guy to do that in Seattle because he is such a Q QB guru. How about you, Jake? What do you think Jim Zorn in Seattle does? I think he's going to receiver points on the board. You got to trust your tier one quarterback that, that is assigned to you or that, you know, you have some, you have some say. See, I think Zorn wants to protect his quarterback. He knows how important it is to give the quarterback some time. So I'm going offensive lineman, probably a tackle, definitely uh, something along, you know, those lines. The center, maybe, you know, if he can snap the ball pretty good, but you need somebody to protect your quarterback. I think Zorn thinks that's really important. Uh, yeah, I, I think Zorn's going to go a skill player, but I would not be surprised if he had two QBs to choose from. What about what about Winston? Alan, I'm going to put a bet on this QB thing. It's not going to happen. No one's going to pick a QB I mean, with their first pick. That's, I don't think it will, but I think it's I don't think it's as wild as you as you might think. That's a good a good a good Twitter question at XFL show to ask though this week for sure. Uh, what about Winston Moss though? I mean, can we all? Well, let's just ask Brian. You have the insight insight. What did he tell you? Yeah, what, what did he say? Is he going I, I, I do not have the inside. We're not putting that out there. I don't have the inside. But I definitely think he'll go defense. I think he knows how important it is to to actually have a solid defense behind a great offense. Norm Chow will, will work with what he has. And I think uh, uh, Winston Moss will definitely go probably defensive line, maybe a linebacker, someone to 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 be the, the captain of that defense. Maybe even a cornerback if, if this is a heavy passing league. So I think Winston Moss is thinking defense and maybe defense for the first few picks. I like corner actually uh, changing. I think I'm changing my mind here, but corner seems like it's going to be a real important position. How about you, Jake? Would you bet on anything but defense for Moss in L.A.? I'm going receiver. Putting points on the board. <laughs> this is this, this is a trend you're going to, you know, spoiler alert, this is a trend you're going to see with me. L.A. It's stands an, for excellence. Okay. 
It's going to be an, an offensive lead. Wow. Uh, that would be a shocker if Moss didn't go D for me. I, I for sure think that. Um, in New York, Kevin Gilbride, uh, Mr. Balance in the XFL. Uh, what does he do, Jake? Receiver. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I like that Jake has has a, a, a theme for this yeah, episode. This... <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, th- this is all calculated here. I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm very serious with this. I mean, they're, they're going Jake, to be. You can't imagine that all these players are going to go like all these teams are going to go receiver. You're well, saying this is what they should do, but they're not all even going to go receiver. Stick around, and you'll find out. <laughs> Jeez. Well, uh, more likely, every player is a receiver in round one, or QB goes in round one. Oh, I would one, say more likely that a QB one goes QB in has one. to go. Yeah, one QB or all wide receivers. Probably one QB. Yeah, yeah, you'll get your. Yeah, that'd be a little wild, Jake. I think Gil. I think Gilbride is Michael defense. Actually, I would not be surprised, even though he's an an OC. I I, I could see him being the other guy to go defense in round one. What about you, Brian? I think he goes running back. He wants someone to 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 give the ball to 25, 30 times in a game. <sighs> He's gonna go running back and try to snatch the best you one. You know available. me. You know me though. I'm a running back is a dime a do- or a dime a dozen guy. Don't go running back not in anybody. This oh. Not in this league. They're not that much of a dime a dozen. I'll tell you that much. I I wouldn't if I'm any of these coaches. And if you you get me in a room with Coach Moss, I'll convince him of it. Although I don't think I have to. I'm pretty sure he's going defense. Uh, what about Pep Hamilton, the DC defenders, Jake? Receiver. All right. <laughs> makes sense. He's an offensive coordinator. How about you, Brian? Uh, it makes sense, but he's just going to say it anyway. Uh, pep, 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 Pep. I, I will give Pep going into the receiver route just because I feel like he likes that 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 fast uh, option on the outside. So I'm going to go Pep as probably the only person that I think would go receiver in this draft in the first round. All right. I think uh, you could see Pep go Best, he's a he's, he seems like a best player available guy to me, which is what I am. Um, Bob Stoops, though, I would 90% bet on offense, and I think I know where you're going here, Jake. That's why I'm going receiver. Yep, yep. Uh, Vince, I think, said uh, Bob Stoops might take all wide receivers to start the whole draft out, um, but I, I said left tackle because Oklahoma known for great offensive linemen. What about you, Bryant? Definitely offense. Um, that air raid just seems like something that he really wants to do out there. I can't see anything other than a receiver, maybe a running back that's that, that can put out into the slot. Unless he likes a big tight end or something like that. And I, I just see someone who's going to be catching a ball for Bob Stoops at some point. So along those lines somewhere. You think it's Michael Crabtree to, to get back into the air raid, the Hal Mummy air raid, and relive his Texas Tech glory days? Hey, it can happen, man. Houston. It's a league of opportunity. (laughs) Houston, the rival of the Dallas Renegades, and June Jones, another uh, offensive-minded guy, a guy who had quarterbacks put up billions of yards at Hawaii as a college head coach. Jake, what do you think June Jones does? That's why you got to go receiver for June Jones. Yeah, I actually am with you, and I definitely think June Jones goes receiver because um, he's going to be – I'm going to go out on a limb and say that team throws the ball more than any other team in the league. Even more than Jim Zorn, who sounded like he wanted to throw the ball 99% of the time too. I think June Jones goes 99.9, Brian. What about you? Honestly, I think June Jones is going to be confident enough in his offensive skills that he's going to be able to do whatever he wants with any of them. So I think he's going defense. And I say probably somewhere, maybe a defensive uh, nose tackle. Oh, wow. I, I I don't know if a D lineman is first round at all. I have a feeling that everyone's going to be valuing the the, the corners and the uh, and the receivers a lot. You don't think is going to be necessary in this league? It will be, but I just think a lot of the coaches are going to value corners the most. You're going to have to cover well. Um We'll see. If it is another defensive position, I I would say edge, probably. Very important position. Mark Tressman in Tampa Bay, 
uh, another offensive coordinator, offensive-minded head coach. What does he do, Jake? Uh, he's got to go receiver on this pick. <laughs> Why? Because you think you're going to have a lot of receivers running around in those in those jerseys? Because it's going to be a passing league. <laughs> it's going to be a passing league. That's why. Just how the but, NFL but, has but, but, Jake, this is – You're not going to potentially pass to, the ball twice. So why don't you get another quarterback? Not, you're not going to try to change that and be stubborn because you want it to be something that it used to be 50 years ago. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Mark Tressman picking uh, – he seems like a best player available. I think he might be the kind of guy who would take a running back uh, first round. Definitely offense, though. It's going to be so crazy. All offensive players in round one. I I don't see that happening. I don't think Tressman's one of the guys to go defense, though, Bryant. What about you? I definitely don't see him going defense. But I do see him doing something a little off kilter. So possibly a running back, like I said, I brought it up earlier, but maybe uh, maybe tight end goes here. If he finds a, a good tight end that he likes, uh, something along those lines, maybe a receiver to Jake's point, but uh, definitely offense for Tressman. Uh, definitely not a fullback, though. No, I think we could all agree fullbacks won't be going in the first round of the draft. I mean, we don't know all the players that are in the pool, but I can pretty much guarantee Jake there won't be any fullbacks taken but what about last but not least the St. Louis Battlehawks coach Jonathan Hayes who was a tight end Jake could he maybe go tight end uh yes maybe he could but my prediction is he's gonna go receiver <laughs> I was hoping to sway him there Bryant um, uh, well, I, see, here's the one pick that I'm really hesitant to make because I really want to look at the stats to see who was called for the most holding penalties in their professional and college collegiate career. And maybe that's who Hayes goes for in this draft. Yeah, the St. Louis Battlehawks and Jonathan Hayes, I think, are another one of the coaches that may go D in round one. Um, I think the best advice I could give to any of these coaches who don't need any of my advice, because why the hell would they? is pick the best players available and just make sure they're in the XFL. That's all that matters. And that was a really fun toe dip into some draft analysis, guys. Uh, just wait until we actually have a list of player names. And then Jake can't only say wide receiver, although I'm sure uh, you'll you'll think of some other theme, though, Jake, because you're really good at coming up with themes. I don't think I'm going to change my mind on that. <laughs> Even when you see the full <laughs> no, list. No. Probably. <laughs> All right. Well, I like it. You're sticking to it. And uh, we'll see if that battle plan works come war room time in the XFL draft. Everybody, we had some interesting debates there. I thought we might yell at each other. We almost did. But we did get into it. Do you think there should be restrictions in this draft? And should the league dictate what kind of positions get picked where? As Bryant brought up, which was, I thought, interesting and wise to bring up, Bryant, because you do see that occasionally. I hope it isn't a part of it, and I don't think it will be, but something to talk about and something to think about before all of the rules of the draft are revealed. And uh, we had a lot of other stuff we talked about. So, uh, you know, Brian, we'll, we'll be up on social media this week with some good poll questions, I believe, at XFL Show. Yeah, we brought some up here, so we'll definitely bring them up on, on social media at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, things like that. Uh, definitely catch our uh, YouTube channel as well. We're going to be doing the draft coverage there as soon as we, uh, you know, can get some peace of mind of what actually is happening and when it's actually happening. Uh, but really, it's it's uh, Alan. You mentioned it on uh, this is not the XFL show on our Patreon as well as our bonus show. These are the last few weeks of of speculation of uh, you know what are we going to do? What could happen? Like we're going to get some solidified rule books, some scheduling. The draft is going to happen. Uh, and it's going to be professional analysisms after this. <laughs> and analysisms. professional analysisms. That's a T-shirt. I know that. I don't know if it's a word. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, yeah, this is going. This is going to be uh, real. Pretty pretty soon. Like a lot of it has been fun in games, fun in reindeer games, and pick and wide receiver every single pick. But yeah. It's going to be real. <laughs> the real. preseason that will only be – this is the only time we're ever getting this preseason, and, and we're enjoying it here mightily. We've done this show now for 89 weeks, Alan. Is that where we're at right now? Yep. 
89 we 18 weeks. weeks now is it legal to to be excited for the for the xfl coming back after this i mean i feel like we're just so close that i don't know if we can be excited or stressed anymore i'm never stressed i'm just hype baby on this road i cannot wait and big big stuff to come hopefully we'll get those two big announcements that ryan gustison the president of the seattle dragons alluded to early in the week and uh we might even hop on the patreon early before the show drops later on the weekend brian because you know we can never wait when news like that comes out uh lots of fun to have tell your friends uh the xfl business is picking up for the league and if they want to follow along this is the XFL show is the place to do it on any podcast app of their choice or on the Patreon or on our YouTube channel at XFL show on all social media for Bryant, for Jake, for Vince. I'm Alan. This is the XFL show. Remember they're listening.